Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in him. Uh, please enjoy the following message. And if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. Jesus said to them, why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lost and found is not a bad theme for epiphany. Lights and darkness, turning the lights on so you can see what's really going on, similar to being found when you are lost. Uh, being lost is like the worst, one of the worst feelings you can have. I don't know about you, but I think everyone, when they were a kid, experienced a lost time when you really, for a second, did not know if you'd ever be found again. I remember being in a store, I think it was like a Meyer, maybe a Target or something, and uh, I was uh, with the family and, and um, looking at toys probably, and uh, they kind of went on, and I turned around, and they were gone from the aisle. And for a second, I assumed that was it. I was lost. Never going to see my parents again. Start making plans. No, but uh, it's freaky. It's an awful feeling. And uh, I'll bet uh, you know what that's like. And maybe second worst to that is when you lose something or someone. And that really, if you think a kid is scared when he thinks he's lost for a second, parents, you know what that feels like. I hope, don't raise your hand by the way, because I can't report you. But uh, every parent I think has a moment, just like me being so silly thinking my parents were gone, but when our kid is like not in our sight for a second, we're thinking all these terrible things, they're gone, right? Or maybe for more than that, when they're not in the store. I think I had a family over this week talking to me about a lost situation. Uh, have you ever had that? You turn around, the kid is gone, you can't find for a couple seconds, and you are just, it's the, most, it's the worst feeling. Or maybe you have that sense of lost... Maybe it's not just a person or a kid that's kind of escaped and come back. The loss of a friend, the relationship's broken, is done, and they're lost to you. You know what I'm saying? You've lost something. Or a marriage. You had something and you no longer do, and you, you can't get it back again. Or maybe at the grave, when even though you know the promises of Christ, you know that there's hope. There's a reason why people say, we lost him last night. That's what it feels like for a second, and for your whole life, actually, once in a while. In your doubts, you lost somebody that you never see again. It's an awful feeling to be lost. But how greater a feeling, how wonderful it is to be found. For the first time, or maybe you were that little kid and you saw dad for the first time, you thought he was gone and there he is calling out your name. Your whole life changes or as a parent when you see your kid after maybe for even 15 minutes thinking that there was something terribly wrong and there she is. <laughs> what a feeling that is. Lost and found, found and lost is the Bible from the get-go. In the Garden of Eden, they were all found. They were together, Adam and Eve. No sin. They got along perfectly. The marriage was perfect. Uh, God walked with them in the garden. And then, just like a kid running off, 
these two kids, Adam and Eve, betrayed God and really betrayed one another and really betrayed themselves and took what wasn't theirs and caused a wedge, a distrust. You know what I mean? Something there. From now on, you you can't forget what happened between them and God and between one another as they clothed themselves no longer fully trusting. Something was lost in Eden. A comfort, a security, a relationship that even though they were still together, was never the same. And that's our world. Our world is full born. People born lost. There, they got family, but it's not quite there. It's never quite the same. You never really know anybody, let alone we're lost from ourselves, I think. We're struggling today more than ever in our own identity. What does it mean to be a human being? And people have all these bizarre answers. Why? Because we're generally lost. What it means to be a human. Who am I? We hear this all the time, don't we? It's all the cause of sin. Of a self-centeredness that pushes God away and it pushes others away. And it causes people and yourself to be lost. I promise you there are people in your life that feel this more than you know. Mary and Joseph experienced this in today's gospel lesson. It's actually kind of a common story if you think about it. Uh, Jesus was now 12 years old. They've been going from Nazareth down to uh, Jerusalem every year for the Passover feast, which is interesting. Remember this. It's on the Passover feast. And guess what? They keep on doing this. And Jesus, every Passover, every March, will go down to Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover feast. What's the Passover feast about? It is the celebration how God preserved, saved rescued Israel from slavery and gave them their own home. A little bit of a lost and found situation as he found them in slavery and brought them to their own house, their own place in Israel. And so Mary and Joseph are going there, they're bringing Jesus, and they will go down with tons of people. That's what you would do because you don't want to be lost. You wouldn't go by yourself. And everybody was going, literally a caravan of down a road from Nazareth down to, to uh, Jerusalem. And they would go down there and they would celebrate it. And Luke tells us uh, that uh, when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey, but uh, then they began to search for him among the relatives and acquaintances. They're not bad parents. They got tons of family and stuff. They're assuming he's 12 years old and take care of himself. He's hanging out with cousin Timmy. A week, a day goes by, they don't see him, and now they realize they got to go back. Now imagine for a second here, it doesn't really talk about it, but you were told by an angel that this is the savior of the nation, and you lost them. I mean, just for a second, I don't, I don't see that here, but just imagine Mary and Joseph like, man, we really messed this up, you know? So they're going back to Jerusalem, and what do they see? Uh, after three days, the feast of the Passover, which is the same feast that Jesus was put to the cross on 
Jesus is gone for three days. On the third day, they find him. Find any parallels there? Isn't that cool? Therefore, we can see what's happening here, and we can import what's going to happen in a far greater way at the end of Luke. In a greater three days. And a greater lost and found. And so they see him three days later. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And all who, I guess what he was doing, okay, three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, which is a Socratic method. They're talking back and forth. That's how you have discussion about wisdom. You learn, you grow. And uh, so he's asking them questions and listening to them. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said, and everybody was uh, astonished, actually. When they heard him and his answers and his understanding were amazed at this young 12-year-old. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. But I like this. I think it should be. It says and, but I really think uh, you can easily take that Greek uh, and and make it from an and to a but. Because I think this is what's happening here. They're all astonished and everybody's just celebrating boy Jesus. But his mother says what? Son, why have you treated us like this? She doesn't care about how cool Jesus is, how popular he is with amazing things he's doing. She's not so amazed, I wonder, right? She's a little angry, wouldn't you be too, right? Son, how could you have treated us like this? Your, your father and I have been searching for you uh, forever. You've left us in such great distress. I just can't. The beautiful language here. Of Mary freaking out that she thought she lost Jesus. And now she found him. And and you remember this as a parent, right? You do get kind of mad at your kid. Because usually it's the kid that kind of ran off. You know what I mean? And shouldn't have done that. And you're half angry and you're half sad. You're half angry and you're half incredibly glad. Imagine Mary 20 years later going to Jerusalem for the Passover and losing Jesus this time on a cross. And three days later, finding him again. If you think this was a joyful time, this is just a a beautiful foreshadowing of a losing and finding when Christ is lost in the grave and then found alive outside of it. What greater finding than that? That death is not the end. That sins are not the end. And what you have done is not the end. But Christ has repaired it. Because in this story here, it's not Jesus that is lost. It's Mary. It's Joseph. It's you and me. Look what Jesus says. He says, why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? They didn't understand what he was saying, that he didn't understand all this, right? I'm here right where I should be, right? And they were told this exactly about Jesus. He wasn't born to be their son. He wasn't born to be just another kid. But they were going to have to let the whole world use this Jesus, be served by this Jesus. Why are you looking for me? I'm right where I'm supposed to be in my father's house. Jesus, the angels say the exact same thing 
when the other Marys go to the empty grave looking for a dead Jesus? And the angel said, what? What are you doing here? Right? (laughs) He is risen just as he said. He told you he was going to die and rise, and he has. What are you looking for him here? Everything's going exactly how it's supposed to go. He's not lost. God's not lost. You're not lost. You have been found. Lost and found. We are all lost. Born lost. You know what happens when you're you're lost in the sense of who is God and where is God and who am I? We are all really disconnected. And what happens when you're out in the woods, you you need to learn if you have a large, uh, you know, you live, especially out in Wyoming, you live out in national forests or whatever, you're out in just deep woods. If you don't know how to navigate using tools, you will remain lost when you get lost. Because what happens when you have nothing and you're lost and you try to get back? What do you usually end up doing? Anybody know? You end up going in circles. You start trying to walk back. Without proper tools or a knowledge of how to not do that, almost always you end up going in circles. Because one foot is like a different size or one leg is different than the other. Which is so beautifully symbolic of humanity in our lost condition. Going around in circles around ourself, nowhere. Trying to find out, trying to, or trying to get out, trying to find our way, trying to find God. You end up going in circles. That is what you do outside of God. That's what lostness is in sin. And you know this to be true. Because I bet you've gone through periods of time trying to figure something out for yourself. Loss in a depression, loss in a, in a weakness, loss in, in sin. It revolves around itself. Until someone from the outside comes and finds you. An epiphany is about that. Christmas is about that. It's not about, oh, cool, Jesus is here. Come and find Jesus and find God. God doesn't tell people to come and find him. He doesn't play a hide-and-seek game. He comes and finds us in our silly little circles, walking around in little dumb patterns, doing our own little thing with our lights turned off, living in our own little reality that makes no sense and we're frustrated by it. He doesn't wait for us to wake up. He doesn't wait for us to figure it out. He comes to you and he comes to me and he shines a light on us. That's why he sends the church. That's why you are here. Why? Because God sent an angel, a star, to find you like he did those wise men and bring you to his son, Jesus, to see that there is forgiveness for that thing that you did and that weight that you carry and that guilt. And you're not a monster, you're a freak. You're just a sinner and you're messed up, but you're just like everybody else. And Jesus died for you, and he rose. And most especially, the the goal of the church is to make the unknown, seemingly unknown God known. That he isn't a mystery. That he's not far away, just sort of watching what you're doing. You ever feel like that, by the way? Like you're just kind of living, what the heck is going on in this world or my life? The church, Jesus came to make known That you are loved. You don't believe it? He died, blood on a cross, rose again for you. 
That's what epiphany is about. That's what Christianity is about. To make known to people. To turn lights to find lost people. He's found you. But we need it time and time again. It'd be nice if we just stayed found. But we kind of wander away, don't we? And we wander off and we get listening to other voices that tell us other things about ourselves and about the world. And we go back into those dark places where sins aren't forgiven or, or where we're okay, even though we're not okay as we look at our life and look at our world. And so God continues to send people to knock on your door, to wake you up, to shine light in your darkness. That's what churches, that's what services are. That's why you have service. That's why you have communion. This is all ways of God opening his door, finding you, shining your light on your situation, reminding you, you're not just an animal. You're not a monster. You're not a freak. You're a sinner forgiven by Jesus, loved by God, and given the promise Even though it might look like you're going to be lost for three days, you too will rise again from the dead. And everyone that you've said goodbye to, and you think for a second sometimes they might be lost, you will see again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.